You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Courtney Olson. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram, every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks, and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Hi, Courtney. Hi. <laughs> All the way from Vegas today, yeah, right? Vegas. It's it's 7 a.m. there right now, which is not okay. I'm so sorry no. for making you do this first thing in the morning. Hey, early bird gets the worm or the pussy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself? <laughs> oh, I, uh, so what am I? I don't even, I don't even know. I'm a massive Prince fan. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I run a global clothing line. I'm the woman with the world's deadliest thighs. I'm Australia's first female arm wrestling champion. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I uh, I love dogs. That's my bio. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I mean, that's my bio. You do a lot of amazing stuff on Instagram, especially a lot Mm. of like talking about self love and um, empowering women, which has been really inspiring to see. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, same we- when I found you a lot. I was like, oh, this is great. Because it's a little outside of my comfort zone. Like I, uh, and a long backstory, but, you know, after I got clean and sober 11 years ago, I mm-hmm. just turned into a total prude. Yeah. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of um, interesting little tidbits in there, but I uh, just all of a sudden was like, you know, turn the lights off. Didn't want to, when I would have these pro I had ran a program for teenage girls that I created called camp confidence to teach Mm -hmm. them, you know, the, the shit I wish we were taught in school. And there was a part in there. We had a sexologist come in and, you know, she would have them put like condoms on bananas and talk about, you know, orgasms and STDs. And I would like have to run out of the room. It was ridiculous. I know. I can't. You're all too young. (laughs) Wait, you had your first orgasm when you were seven. What do you, talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not physically possible yes it is. <laughs> it is so and now you're here today that yeah. is quite a jump i'm so proud of you <laughs> thank yeah. you it sounds women like you've supporting had a, women. like a thousand lives in one lifetime it sounds yeah. right <laughs> a bit of that i'll definitely get you uh both a copy of my book i'm i'm halfway yeah. done with the third round of editing and it's Amazing. It talks about all this interesting stuff. Oh yeah, my God, yes, so. and an author as well. You're fucking killing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I feel like this is going to be uh, Fifty Shades of Grey 
meets a million little pieces which was a an addiction uh, memoir but oh, real wow. life yeah so oh this sounds great yeah, yeah. Sounds right sounds up our good. street yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay let's get into the juicy details then mm. fuck number one the last fuck oh gosh uh it was four months ago Go, I think so I've been married for a decade and okay. yeah this is the first time I've ever been uh solely interested in one person since prior to that you know in a in a man's world it was what you call being a player but in a woman's <laughs> world I was you know loose a slut a slut but I was yeah. just also just a liar because <laughs> I I didn't want to hurt anybody else's yeah. feelings you know so I'd be dating like two, three dudes at a time with a girl mm-hmm. in there. And yeah. it's just so fucking irresponsible because I wasn't being forthright and being honest. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little turd. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's an asshole. Thank you. Thank you for being honest now and recognizing that now. Yo, That's, that must have taken a yeah. journey. Thank you. It, it is something I hope, you know, young girls pick up on because you know when you're not being true to your word even though they're little white lies it destroys your self-esteem and it's like Mm -hmm. a a little drop of or a drip you you all don't really have our coffee pots like we do here in the u.s (laughs) you know what i mean we know them though we know them from yeah you know what i'm saying it's just this like obnoxious you're like god damn you know how long am i gonna have to wait for a fucking cup of coffee but then all of a sudden the whole pot's full so it's similar where you you know every little tiny lie and it's like there's no reason Mm -hmm. for us as is young girls and women to be ashamed or embarrassed or have to lie about wanting yeah. to you know be with other people because mm-hmm. yeah. you're boring after yeah. a while you know like <laughs> yeah. right sorry. and there's, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to settle down into a relationship yeah. like relationships are not for everyone no 100 percent not 100 percent not and i mm-hmm. i mean i got super lucky with with the the man that i'm with and i it's you know i don't want to spoil the book for y'all <laughs> it is it's how we how we met and the the way you know he's helped me create this amazing journey and and oh. and you know making my dream come to fruition has been incredible but yeah. um, i and i often think like how did i ever wind up like this because it, I never thought I would settle down because who the fuck wants to wake up to the same cereal every day? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I crave change. Like, I need... Fuck, I'm living in a different country, like, every two years, it seems. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope to help take that stigma away that, you know, settling down is not... That's so old. It's like our constitution in the U.S. It's like, shit, that was written so long ago. We need to relook yeah. at it or you know being an alcoholic like there's nothing fucking wrong with that bitch i get drunk and i will punch you in the face or try and fuck you it's not a good outcome <laughs> i am not drinking like a lady like there's it's okay it's okay to say that and people mm-hmm. don't need to lose their job over it you know so yeah was it like an things. easy was it an easy change from being someone that like really didn't want a relationship to actually settling down with someone was it hard like once you were with them not really uh you know and it it, I I met him when I was like 29 so initially it was because our old behaviors carry you know come with us and I met him when I was like roughly six months clean because I'd gotten clean and sober I should say um because that's been Mm. an on and off again journey since I was 21 really and um you know those same it's not like we just drop our bad habits when we get clean 
you know, yeah. like we're, we're much better to, to deal with, but now we're just, you know, and some people become even worse though. I should say, you know, have you ever met a dry drunk where you're like, fuck, go have a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Please. Like, oh, you. You're better when you're drunk. <laughs> oh you know? my God. Yeah. So sometimes, <laughs> you know, those, those behaviors follow us and we still, you know, just act out or we're seeking attention and for the wrong reasons, mm. you know, as opposed to wanting to reclaim our, our sexual power or mm. do shit for our own pleasure. We're looking for validation through other dicks or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it did take a little bit, but one thing that made it much easier was when we first met, I had like the conversation we had was about how much I hated my then current boyfriend. Oh <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the, the thing that really pissed me off was he wouldn't let me, you know, hook up with another chick. And that's always right. been, I'm, I, my first experiences were with a girl, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've always been bisexual and, mm-hmm. um, my previous partner was, you know, not okay with that whatsoever. And so to, to, you know, get that out yeah. at the, the very beginning and be like, look, this is me and not feel like I needed to put a mask on. Yeah. So you really saw me for me and, wow. you know, so to not have those restrictions, it made me want to be a better partner. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah well, it's a, it's a long story. And it's, again, it's in the book and I don't want to fuck it up for you, but he, <laughs> so I had a, a three, well, two and a half year trot in the muscle fetish underground world. Amazing. Where, Ooh, that's yeah. So like Louis Thoreau did a, a documentary on it. Which yes. is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah and you I know the people dog, yeah. the people who are willing to be on and publicly talk about this shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. always kind of like the odd ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole the I mean, all over the world, you know, the most normal of of men I'd come across and I'm like, wait, what? You're I know, a- like we we love Louis, but like he fucks up a lot in terms of like he picks the weirdest people to focus yeah. on. Like his yeah, documentary yeah. on polyamory pissed me off. I was like, you could yeah. have chosen people who actually are in healthy polyamorous relationships because they're right. fucking out there. But no, you went for yeah. a storyline, a narrative and that that fucks me. I love you Louis, but please man, you gotta stop that shit. Yeah, yeah, good. That's 100. You're so right. And yeah. that's the fucked up thing, though, is because people, you know, you need that extra little drama to sell something. Mm, you know, that's I, true. I, it is. And then, of course, you know, you don't realize it until you're in the center of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, was labeled as an ex-fetish porn star by the Australian media. Wow, that's all harsh. Part... Yeah, and you know, I had my, this before I had my tits in and then my fake tits taken out, but I had mm-hmm. like that little tiny black box on my tits on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, and wow. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, how the fuck did I become a, a porn star? Like to me, a porn star is, you know, taking a couple dicks and- Yeah, like else, dick but... on camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Not I was just, just like a like... sex worker. Yeah, it was, you know. What is the muscle fetish world? Because I don't know. (laughs) So I didn't know either, right? So I I was an internet sales manager at a car dealership and Mm. um, still getting high on pain pills and needed some extra income to support my habit because that shit was getting expensive. And I was on yeah. Craigslist. Do you have you have Craigslist over there? No, but we, we don't know have it. Over it's here. okay. It's very okay. well known. <laughs> yeah. So Craigslist. And I was looking for you know implied nude modeling gigs to make extra yeah. money, and uh, I came across this ad, and it was like muscular calf 
video shoot ballerinas mm. and athletes need apply and i was like 100 bucks an hour and i'm like what the hell is this yeah. so of course i was like well, let me take a picture yes, <laughs> sign me up <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so i took a picture of my calves sent it off to this guy and he was like oh great let's see I'll, what about tomorrow and i'm like fuck okay he came <laughs> up to my office and i'm like what's what's the go and he's like well you know there's it's a, a calf fetish. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, I've and had that from before the, on webcam a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's that's so and that's where it started. I did. Mm-hmm. He and I started a clip store and, you know, the uh, clips for sale. Not yes. clips. Clips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People are like, what? So. I don't like, no, <laughs> clips. And on there you find everything, right? From fucking alien anal porn to pimple popping yeah balloon fetish <laughs> yeah just like, yeah and it mind blown you know um and so was that and he and he was teaching me like scissor holds so choking guys out with my legs on mm-hmm. their on their neck or on their rib cage and getting them to submit and um in from there was that and then like the calf stuff yeah and his, his wife came back from the gym because she was a bodybuilder and I'd never really seen, you know, like a totally jacked, ripped up lady before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'd always been obsessed with muscle since I was, you know, a little girl. And that's a whole nother story. But, yeah. um, and, you know, I, I never really, you see like Rachel McClish or like women who are still quite, you know, they weren't on, they weren't on gear. They weren't like jacked on testosterone and yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah. So she walks in and she was a unit and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know? And so she, she was talking about how, um, she had a session that night and this guy was in town and wanted her, um, to keep her shoes on with her socks after she had trained and then was into lift and carry. And I'm like, the fuck is that? And I was like, wait, what? You're getting paid 300 bucks for him to worship your feet yeah 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 and and then she'd pick him up and carry him around and then of course he was into to dirty feet and i'm just like i I was so Mm -hmm. perplexed and i'm like how the fuck is it that i wanted to be kate moss my whole life to be a size zero and like you're telling me there's this whole world (laughs) out there you know in supply and demand right like there's not a lot of strong powerful muscular women out there yeah and it wasn't to to find out it wasn't like a dominatrix thing per se i mean it was but at the same time it wasn't because it was real life like there was you know what i mean and it's a whole array of different you know um uh degrees of realness and you know how hard like some guys would so this spans everything from like wrestling so i would wrestle choke them out you know get them to submit and that's how i got into jujitsu arm wrestling that's how i got into arm wrestling i'm serious laying on the hotel floor and arm wrestling a dude and making 400 bucks and not have to because none of them expected mad you know that next level of of hooking up if you will even yeah. though it was a sexual well, thing yeah and i'm found a, a trip mm, yeah. that sounds like so much fun like everyone it was it, <laughs> it it was a lot of fun but you know it's just unfortunate that i was still quite immature and, and struggling mm-hmm. with a pain pill addiction because i was so mm. obsessed with how my body looked yeah and feeling you know fat and disgusting mm-hmm. it's like well, are you fucking serious and your generation like i think i'm about a decade older than you girls and that is why 
I, I want to put this message out there and, and to keep putting this shit out there is because I don't want you to waste 10 years of your goddamn life mm. being upset about some fucking, and I know you're not, cause, and I follow your, your posts and I'm like, fuck yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you have no, no qualms, you know, and, and that is the type of stuff that other girls and women need to be seeing and, mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know, your body is perfect the way that it is. And yeah. seeing your confidence and, and your self-love and being like, fuck yeah, it's just, it's really refreshing. And had I had that at that time, I, I probably would have enjoyed it a bit more. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, but it was a big watershed for me because it helped me realize that the world is not what we think it is. Yeah. Absolutely not. Kate Moss is not the fucking definition of no. beauty yeah. by a long stretch. <laughs> fuck two. The first fuck. Uh, so it would definitely be hooking up with my husband. Like we, he, he flew out from, so of course we met in Australia, um, Uh. when I was on tour and he actually brought me out there. Um, and we sat and talked the whole time and we wrestled for maybe like 20 minutes and I whooped his ass. It was awesome. (laughs) And then, yeah, he, he, it's just, it's a crazy love story. And he ended up coming back to, of course I broke up with my boyfriend when we got back to uh, San Francisco and then, um, you know, we had a house together and all the rest of it. So it was quite hard to kind of like let go of those things I thought it was supposed to be. And, yeah. uh, but I was so turned on by this man cause he was just this quiet confidence and, and <laughs> in his accent, your accent just drives me nuts. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> Florence can relate. She loves an American accent. I so love <laughs> American accents. <laughs> America. There you go. <laughs> so that's how it was. I was just so smitten. And, um, he flew back cause he was, a um, general manager or um, marketing manager of an airline. So he had the ability to fly back quite, quite easily. And so on the second time he flew back, we fucked for like a, five hours. Yeah. the fuck session. Yeah. yeah it was the first time in my life that, and, but it was crazy because I just, I was so wet that I couldn't get off. <sighs> Yeah. And oh my god. I've, I've, that is both the have worst. That. It's so yeah. annoying. When you when you when you almost like you're so wet you can't feel anything at all. It goes like completely numb and you're just like yeah. and it, and you, there's this preconception yeah. of like the wetter you are the better and it's like sometimes no like sometimes yes. this is actually not pleasurable. I wish I need a give me a wipe. I'll wipe that away and we'll go again, you know. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. I mean, we were like everywhere in that hotel room and then finally he had a a different hotel room because i had the hotel room that i was wrestling men in (laughs) otherwise and you know then we just went back to my room or something and then like finally and at right after i came i just like started crying what the fuck is this yeah but it was like because i'd it was like I just ran the Iron Man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And I crossed the fucking finish line. Oh my and it was just like, just the top of Mount Everest. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've so, come. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was a trip. It was a yeah. trip. And that, that sounds incredible. Was, yeah. You know, and it was the first time I had like a man like pick me up and fucking, because usually it's, you know, the way around. I'm like a bit bigger girl and mm-hmm. I was just like oh shit this is and he had a huge, huge <laughs> dick and I'm oh. like, wow 
Beautiful. Huge dick. <laughs> I just, I had no idea. Like, so that's it. the BDE, the quiet confidence. The quiet yeah. confidence. Like, yeah. That's, right. that's what's up. Yeah. 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 So I'm was, actually really jealous yeah. about the crying. I feel like I want to have an experience like that's that good. And I'm like that exhausted from that. I just cry at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, like, crying while you're like crying while you're coming. That's like my new favorite. When you're like so overwhelmed with pleasure, you're like, oh God. <laughs> but still coming. It's so good. And it's like really hot as well. Like all that emotion. Like, I want to see, a, I want to see a guy do that. Like when. Oh fuck. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking hot. I want to make a guy cry because the orgasm and sex is so good. That is the goal. Fuck three. The best fuck. There's something about women. And it ha- it just has to be, I don't want to say the right woman, obviously, but like I'm, I'm attracted to a particular type. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just being able to be... Um, just maybe like three or four. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done that one yet. So that well, like, would probably all like orgy, like female orgy. Yeah. Yeah, that would oh, be pretty Yeah, nice. that that would probably that would probably be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is so a great good. fantasy fuck. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed that happens for you one day. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think when the fantasy is something that's actually like actually doable, it's mm. really like it's like a great goal it's like a sex goal rather than a fancy it's like actually like this can happen so it's it's really good that it's kind of like relatable although like obviously it might be quite tricky to do and to like organize but you never know like it actually could happen to you in your life i feel like i could i feel like i could pull it off i don't know yeah maybe less so with uh covid times that kind of fucks things up for a lot of us but as soon as uh, soon as we're over that hurdle then um yeah just a big celebration get get, dive into like yeah five or six vaginas that'd be perfect yeah might as well add some drugs in there too because you know oh yeah it's got that's got to remain a fantasy you know like i wish i could just like jump in it one day and then jump back out but yeah it like out that way yeah. so i wish it would I, I wish like alcohol and drugs weren't addictive uh, I wish I everything wasn't addictive you could just do stuff once and then like that's it but yep 100 uh, <laughs> i think the, the the orgy fantasy is is quite like an interesting one as well because it is kind of being like submerged and like with so many different bodies that you don't really know what's happening or like who's touching you where or what and why like yeah. reads actually experienced that in her yeah like, oh wow it's it's um i've had i've had a few group sex situations but the biggest was a 12 person orgy and it sounds amazing like it sounds so like i fucked 12 people at the same time it it's not as glamorous as it sounds it's not like the fantasy you have and you've held in your head for so long it is very different even like when you think about a threesome you're like this threesome is going to be perfect you do it and it's not as perfect or how you imagined very um, true. You know what? Even with one other person, it could be exactly the same. So, uh, having an orgy, yes, it's like a notch on your belt, and yes, I've done it, but um, it, it's very pre- performative. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still nice though. Big word. Mm-hmm. It is. It's still still a good fun experience. You never know. I might have another twelve person orgy, and it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's you never the best know. you've ever had. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, like, what it would be like as well just like all women like a totally like female and like feminine space which is just like the like the that energy would be so magical 
Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> I I don't think I would really enjoy uh, anything other than that. Really, I, I don't yeah, know. You'd be so. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I imagine it being so, like <laughs> soft and loving and yeah, tender. It wouldn't be like, like people trying to like ram each other over and yeah, over It would be like yeah, really sensual. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Right, like massage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like really polite pussy eating and like kisses and yeah, polite pussy eating. Yeah, rather than like it would be like <laughs> like a little cat. No, that doesn't sound good. Mm. I mean. Oh my God. Who who's to say what sounds good? Like I think we all need to have like a a, a, a female orgy and figure it out. Yeah. Not like us, like together, Both. but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Oh, I would definitely say that would have been a drug dealer. And oh, uh, she. Yeah, it was a because you know I used to and I actually wrote about this as well in my Mm -hmm. book where I'm like okay so in my mind it was more justifiable for me to you know get a drug dealer wrapped around my finger and then fuck him as opposed to fucking for money to buy drugs yeah yeah do you know what i mean like i in my head like i thought i was i was better i was better then because and you're like and once you you know you get clean and sober and you actually do Mm. the work and you start looking into this shit you're like well why is that okay what message has society given me that made me think that I had the the higher road. You're like, bitch, <laughs> you know, or just as a drug addict, you're like, oh, well, I never shot up. You're like, yeah, okay, you're taking a fucking glass rod and putting it in a torch yeah. until it's lava, and then you're snorting a line of crystal meth out the other end and blowing clouds out of your mouth. <laughs> How is that any different than sticking a needle in your arm? It's, it's more addictive. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. funny the way we can twist shit up in our head because of the messages that society give us yeah. just like you know women are we're we're evil because we're talking about this stuff it's like where mm-hmm. does that come from You're like, oh, that's about, right. like opioids it's, it's such a bad bad issue in england as well like i know so many is people it? addicted to codeine and codeine is such like a an easy one but yeah. codeine and just and xanax and diazepam and mm-hmm. we don't we don't treat it as the same thing, and that's like on the lighter end. But but it can ruin right. lives. It can it can it can really fuck 100%. people up. Yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, I basically you know I remember um, just being like, I, it was the smallest dick I'd ever seen in my life. I was like, oh, it was literally like the size of my pinky. I, I didn't know anything like that existed. Fuck. Yeah. 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 I, it was a massive what the fuck. I was like, oh, well. 
Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't laugh i just i can't even help it i can't even hold it back <laughs> which is just it, so it's, bad it's because society has taught us to laugh at small penises so it's I like know. it's like hard programmed in us like all mm. the films and the tv series and how porn teaches you that big dick literally. is everything and how there's yeah. literally porn about laughing it's like small penis humiliation so yeah, as exactly. soon as you hear small penis like you can't help but laugh it's like a it's like you, a learned reaction so yeah it is that's why like that. you're showing is so important is to bring this stuff out you know Mm -hmm. i see like for some reason because i follow a lot of sobriety accounts you Mm -hmm. see um there's like you know what do you call it fapping is that jerking off yeah yeah fapping is like yeah yeah, it's almost like the internet version of wanking yeah 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 so you know all these no fapping accounts and i'm just like what the hell and they're talking about how porn is you know so uh wrong and bad and you know but they don't like go into to too much deal, detail other mm-hmm. than like expectations but you're right like when you talk about how it's programmed people to you know yeah think having a, a massive dick and but i will say there were guys i had this one guy show up and this is in the book he um was wanted to he had mommy issues mm-hmm. and i was on a tour in san diego and he um wanted me to like smoke a cigarette which was interesting i was like oh, okay <laughs> I mean, smoking bucks, fetish yeah, sure, is I'll... pretty big yeah and there was that and then he wanted to sh- show up to my hotel with his dick out and me make fun of him yes and, yeah. uh, but i accidentally gave him the wrong hotel room oh <laughs> what <laughs> Oh God! Sometimes I'm dyslexic, and instead of like six nineteen, I said you know six ninety one, or I forget what it was like six twenty three versus six thirty two. And he had his you know pecker hanging out, and he knocked on this woman's door, and she screamed. And of course. <gasps> yeah. Fuck. Oh my God! Oh, did, did she press charges? How did you resolve this issue? I think she did call the cops. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And did you have to be like, no, 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 it's supposed to be my room. This is an honest mistake. He wasn't trying to, like, sexually assault you. I think it just ended up... I honestly can't even remember. Like, it was... I was so... Yeah, yeah. But I think he ended up coming back at night, like, a few days later, on, like, the last day of my tour or something, and, you know, nothing ever... Uh, he never got in trouble or okay. no one, you know yeah. but yeah it was something out of a film that is fun yeah <laughs> when I wrote about it in the book I just told my parents about it because I would tell my you know it's funny our families in the US versus you know families you, I feel like you guys are a lot more uh, pr- not proper Crude, but, you know, reserved yeah. yes, yes don't talk yes. about sex it's it's not yes. real <laughs> yeah yeah especially don't not with the family <laughs> your sexuality yeah. yeah so I I came back from a tour and they were like I dumped out a bag of like you know a brown paper bag of all these 20s and they were like what are you doing are you sure you're just and I'm like you're not hooking I'm like no listen I I I like choke men out and I pick them up and carry them around and this one guy he showed up to the wrong room with his dick hanging out and they're like <laughs> what oh, yeah shit. so yeah it was wild fuck number five the fuck that changed the game again I, I think that would go back to the one we already talked about like when when that shit happened and I was just like, yep, okay, I can sign up for this for the rest of my life, you know? And Meeting your partner. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And yeah. by, you know, being 
completely content and which I just want to say as a disclaimer that is very rare in my experience very rare yeah. super very rare very yeah. rare so rare especially married I'm... and for like 10 years did you say Yes, and work together. Oh you know? my! Wow. How? Yeah. How? What is I, your secret? <laughs> I know. I have no idea, and that's why I'm like, you know, because there are times where we just get so burnt out with yeah. what we're doing, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and it's just drama after drama after drama, or having to battle with our ego because we do have a lot of um, situations, and we're, you know, he's he's what 14 years older than me too and we're still navigating through pronouns and um mm-hmm. you know what's what's current and what's not and mm-hmm. you know like it's so there's a lot of times that we're just we're constantly talking about work even though it's yeah. a it's passion but at the same time um you know so we've there are a lot of times and we're both perfectionists you know where we're like hey look we got to stay blessed because the fact that we haven't killed each other and we're, we still love each other and we laugh and you know we desire each other even though neither one of us have a libido anymore mm-hmm. you know i have hope oh that's that interesting re- oh yeah as shit it flew the coop bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> what? I, what happened why i i, I believe it's it's just age and, yeah. and comfortability you know, just being comfortable yeah. where you can just you find intimacy in different ways you know it yeah, doesn't it doesn't have yeah. to be sex it could just be lying in bed like reading a book you know it, yes yes we still cuddle yeah. and like watch tv even though like i said we just watched tv before bed and so it's nice. you know yeah we're and it's so easy to forget that and be like you know we are so blessed because it is so rare you know um but Honestly yeah is. yeah so he he really and he told me when um so after we had our first encounter if you will he's like I have to see you again before you go and it was my birthday and he took me up on this thing called the Eureka Tower which is in Melbourne and it's like 88 floors up and it was a clear night you could see all of Melbourne it's this circular observation deck yeah and he had gotten me he'd asked me previously he said what's your top five favorite American songs and I'm like okay and I gave him some stuff and then when we met, he'd made this little iPod shuffle with uh, Australian bands. Yeah, that Aww. were similar to the American ones. And then he got me the Red Dog book because he knows how much we both love dogs. And he'd Aww. handwritten this card. And my ex at the time on my birthday, like, didn't he just found something on the street and bought it for me with my money? And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was uh, no card That's and shit. Well. And this guy, like, I'm like, how am I turned on by his fucking handwriting? Yeah. Jump up and fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when we were wrestling, you know, I felt like this giant bull. I was like, oh dear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. he pulled out this little silver uh, Tiffany charm that was a heart, and he's like, I just want you to know that you have a piece of my heart, and oh. I want to do whatever I can for you spiritually, emotionally, physically, whatever you need. He's like, I got to tell you something though, and he took my hands in his and he looked me in my eyes and he got all teary-eyed and he's like I don't know how to explain this but you are a golden child and you have something really big to do in this world and I want to fulfill the bottom part of your pyramid so oh. you can so you can I know bitch I know Holy, <laughs> so, I'm tearing I'm up I know, I know. Okay. he says so you can fulfill that and I, I just you know because we're on opposite oh. ends of the world and I'm like 
at the time I was like, oh, that's cute, you know, but I don't this know what the fuck is he's so talking about. This is so beautiful. It is. I know. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> my heart. Yeah. It's crazy. So then and that was I that. think guys, guys saying like stuff like that as well, it's just, it's, it's rare to have a guy be so honest about mm-hmm. their feelings as well. Yeah, and that yeah. must have just been such like an amazing experience. Or shock. I'm sure it must have taken you back as well. Yeah. Just like, oh my God. Like, who like, the fuck is this weirdo? This. Jesus Christ, yeah. I gotta run. <laughs> totally. My parents are like, are you like this? Sure, this guy isn't a necrophiliac. And I'm like, nah. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm it's serious. too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Mm. It's exactly right. So I, it was, yeah, it was that, I'd say. So I wanted to go back on, you were talking about how both of your libidos have dropped off and, and like, yeah. and just to explain that that's not a bad thing. I think it's only a problem in a relationship when your libidos and when like things don't match. So one right. person mm. always is always wanting more. But the fact that you, you sound pretty equal in it, like that's beautiful. Yeah. Just being comfortable yeah. and happy within that is such an yeah. incredible thing and like something to hold on for. So wait, so he made the speech. Like how, <laughs> yeah. how, how did you guys get together? How did you guys get married? Like how did this happen? I know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, he was like, you can stay here. And I'm like, oh, I can't I have, you know, my house and two dogs and two cars. Like I gotta, I gotta go back. And cause mm-hmm. my ex and I had been in, in and out of therapy for like a year mm-hmm. and you know it's just because it just wasn't a good fit obviously and then um yeah. he flew back like two ish weeks later and we had the crazy rendezvous in san francisco up against every wall and then oh, the second shit. time and he got me the second time no this was the third time and this was all in a span of like two months so then mm. he flew back yeah. again from australia wow. and saw me in new jersey and that was the i started crying fuck and then he <laughs> took my baby blanket Get what? this. I had a baby blanket like my whole life and my yeah, ex. I'm already furious me... for you. I know. He he wouldn't even my ex was like, Don't bring that in the bed, you know, because I couldn't really wash it, it'd fucking fall apart. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'd put it in the bath and let it soak and yeah. you know, it was like dingy, fucking almost light brown. It was supposed to be pink and, <laughs> you know, so I had take I always take it with me when I travel and he's like, Can I take your blanket with me? And I'm like yeah, I guess. He's, I'm like, why? He's all, because it smells like you. And, reminds oh. me of home. and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Here. Yeah. So the third time he came out though, and he got me tickets to see Prince, which was Holy crazy. Shit. Wow. Right. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get out, get Madison Square Garden? It was sold out. And so here's shit. the funny thing. When I broke up with my ex, one of the, there was this only one girl that I had this, you know, she and I had, she was on the scene. She looked like me. She had this hot, rocking little body, even though I was, you know, a better wrestler. Mm-hmm. She was way more defined and I was a little bigger. But she and I were kind of like this, you know, the two top girls on the scene during this time. And I wanted mm-hmm. to make clips with her. And my ex obviously was like, because she and I did a photo shoot in Las Vegas. And um, she, we made out and my ex, we broke up after I told him it was mm-hmm. stupid and oh, you know, it's just so dumb, so yeah. dumb. And so, you know, he, I was like, look, she, I'm flying her down from Canada. Um, and I had, was flying out the girl that initially had done our photo shoot in Vegas was, was going to come out and she was going to come to the Prince concert with me. Cause he got me two tickets and then she was going to film myself and this other girl. 
but evidently, I didn't know at the time the girl had a, a drug a, a drug problem mm-hmm. and she yeah. like missed her flight, wouldn't answer her phone. And so here I have oh, this no. girl coming down and I don't have a camera person. And I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> hey. do you want to take one for the team? I'm like, do you want to do you want to get involved? Like we could have a threesome. And he was like, no, I'm, I don't. And I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck like how who wouldn't yeah and he just was wasn't comfortable with it and but Mm. he was still willing to to film and like but it was super awkward because i knew it wasn't yeah so and then i ended up having this you know epiphany like that night and i wrote about it on a piece of paper and i still have it Mm and i'll it'll be in the book but i wrote because i always had this need to want to mentor teenage girls and i said well you know, do I release this content or do I not? Because if I want to work with teenage girls someday in the future, you know, it, it's not yeah. a great look, I guess. <laughs> and it you know, used to I, be. I think up... it's cooler now. Yeah, for a hundred percent. A decade yeah. ago, it was a bit way more taboo, and so yeah. Um, anyway, I uh, uh, ended up releasing like one or two of them, and then pulled them off my website, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, then then uh, we he left and then he came back and then that's when I went back with him to Australia because I was like oh my mom can't Ah. borrow money from me out here I'll go (laughs) and then I ended up staying and then like two months later so we got engaged four months after we met and then while we were yeah in San Francisco because he took me like around the world he proposed to me in front of the Eiffel Tower in a fucking horse drawn carriage oh, I know I know the fairy tale yeah this oh, guy crazy. I know we had like first class flights because they were like 600 bucks because he was on staff travel you know like just the whole like it was crazy mm-hmm. and of course the whole time Wild. I was I was like I'm I'm fat no yeah. you know like just sick in the head it was yeah. just I'm like can we go back and have a do-over please yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know oh my god and, you should yeah I know I know well you know the whole like you know corona uh, yeah but we're fuck we'll that up not something. right now yeah <laughs> but how we got married was we uh were in San Francisco and this guy that I'd seen before offered me like 10 grand to come out to Vegas and and wrestle him and, and beat him up a bit i suppose wow. yeah. and, Ten grand. yes and i, yeah, I thought it was a, a little too good to be true but i was like all right fine fuck it and he ended up duping me and gave <gasps> me a yeah he was supposed to send half of it through western union and when i went to pick oh, it up there was one missing number on the control number but by that point because we were like well we might as well get married while we're here we had booked a, a a chapel and a hotel and our flights, Shit. and then I got the um, you know news that that this guy was fucking me over, oh, and I'm fuck. like, oh well, Painful. I guess we're gonna go get married. So we came out here and, and got eloped, and now we live like right down the street from where we got married. It's trip. Oh, that's amazing. At least, yeah. at least something good came out of that because scammy oh, people 100%. is fucking awful. And yeah, should, so that's that how we got married. Offense, but, it should. Um, oh, well, yeah, that's another story. Yeah. Good. But yeah, congratulations yeah. on that marriage. Woo! Yeah, I know. It could have gone, it definitely could have gone uh, mm-hmm. south. But, you know, I remember my sponsor, one of my first sponsors, she was like, wait, you what? So you got married after four months? That's the most alcoholic fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. 
That's hilarious. I was so offended at the time. I'm like, God, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. But in retrospect, I was like, yeah. That yeah, was pretty, that was that pretty, was pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, it still worked. Like, you're still together now. Yeah. So it doesn't. 100%. Getting married, uh, basically, you just got to do it in your own time. Uh, yeah, I think that's what's most do. important. It doesn't make it a difference whether it works or not, or whether people judge, or whether it's not how people are going to do it. Like you just got to make your own. It's all an life. experience. Yeah. That's right, Reed. Mm-hmm. It's all an experience, and that's all life is. And that's why we, you know, get so twisted up, is because we think it's supposed to be a certain way. And you're like, no, you're supposed to fail your ass off. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. failure means, it's just a fucking experience. Mm-hmm. That's it. For fuck's sake. This week's sex question is, I am a 27-year-old cisgender female and I'm still a penetration virgin. I've always been on the heavier side and have only had one male interested in me sexually and we never got past awkward fondling. I recently started a sexed relationship with a guy I fancy and he seems to be really into it so far. If we take this to a physical level when safe to do so, should I tell him that I'm a virgin? I'm not really ashamed that I am, but I hate the stigma of a heavy girl virgin. I thought I would I thought I would ask this one because it's about body image and I feel like that's something you're really passionate about, mm. Courtney. Yeah. Cause basically, I mean I've never personally heard of like a heavy virgin. girl virgin yeah, I've not stigma, heard, but no. I've heard of it like virgin stigma, but not specifically heavy girl and also like what does heavy mean are we is it is it just like a body confidence issue or i think yeah because like i i would say that i feel like she's feeling um self-conscious about her way Mm. and like the way that her body interacts sexually yeah she's got to change up that language to start with don't call yourself heavy call yourself fucking bodacious curvy babe yes (laughs) own that shit you fucking lush girl (laughs) that's what's up i feel i feel you know for her because you're like well what what's the definition of you know heavy Mm -hmm. because i mean look i'm sitting here telling you how i was like i thought i was fat Mm -hmm. like you know you look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and the night before i had like five pieces of pizza and i would rigorously do cardio every day or then be like how am i going to work that off and just fucking all day mentally obsessing and it's like you could physically see in the mirror even though it's scientifically not possible but you can you know physically see the change in your body and you're like you disgusting fat piece of Mm -hmm. shit and it's just i could Mm. not break that cycle for so long so i think the first thing to understand and and to feel right now is the identification and that you are not alone regardless if you're you know 90 pounds or six stone i forget how that translates <laughs> but you know uh 40 kilos or you're you know 200 kilos yeah. it's it, it is it's just a mindset thing and it's difficult you don't just snap your fingers and change it you know like i finally um came to a, a place of peace and it was after getting my tits out mm-hmm. two years ago and i had taken three months off from working out and i think by having that separation it kind of allowed me to walk through it because here I've been married to this person who would still wake up with tears in his eyes because I'm so beautiful after five years mm-hmm. and bring me coffee in bed and shit. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, Courtney, you're so beautiful. No, I'm not. You know, and it's like, that's what the tough. Fuck? Like yeah. if I could be stuck in that, anybody could be stuck in that. But if, yeah. if, if, if this person 
um, if our if our if our girl can have take this mindset, and this is what I would encourage to do perception and think of yourself as a leader right and everybody who is having these shitty um, experiences right now can stop and say right everybody is waiting for somebody else to go first and that person is you and that can happen by snapping your fingers and saying you know what fuck it i'm going to make a conscious decision i'm going to be authentic i'm going to be honest and i'm going to be accepting and i'm going to say look here homeboy i haven't yet fucked anybody but guess what bitch you're the first so be fucking excited you know if you don't like all this and get the fuck out like there are plenty (laughs) of people out there who would be in line to bang this so you know i'm I'm a little kind of awkward about it but let's figure it out want a shot let's do this you know so oh my god i could not have said it better that's right like it's good sometimes we have to fake it till we make it but then on the other hand i'm always like be authentic as fuck so the Mm -hmm. two can live in the same space Mm -hmm. right yeah and if if we can think of ourselves though as this is our purpose in this lifetime is to change the narrative and to fucking wipe out those stigmas and we could say, oh, there's a stigma and I don't like it. Okay, great. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can see yourself as a leader and be like, okay, I do have an, an, a, a mission here. Even if it's just this one dude that I'm going to, you know, practice this on, I'm at yeah. least starting a new conversation and a new thought pattern. Because if she comes into it and says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, fat I feel fat or whatever and you know then he'll he'll take that with him and go out but if if she comes in and and gives it her best shot and says you know what here it is this is what's up and then Mm. he'll in turn you know leave that experience and be like okay so the world is a little different than what I thought it was yeah and that is going to have a ripple effect and what we don't realize is the power we have with one person and it gets it's difficult even more so Mm -hmm. in this time because of social media right Mm -hmm. and you put something out and depending upon the bullshit algorithm of that day (laughs) we'll be like oh I don't have any influence only fucking 500 people saw my video Mm -hmm. and it's like imagine being in a theater with 500 people that's a lot of fucking people yeah yes you know what I'm saying even if it's two people you know, I had yeah. one guy like watched a, watched a video and it was something about sobriety and he's not uh, an alcoholic, but I said something that resonated so much so that he was like, you know, I'm a, a former Marine. I have PTSD. I'm suicidal. I'm a teacher. You know, I feel empty. And then I said something that just shifted his perception slightly. Wow. And then, you know, for one day though, he will go out in the world and not feel suicidal and then impact each person that he has a interaction with. Mm-hmm. And then that person impacts mad. somebody yeah. else. You know what I mean? It's like network marketing. You have one person and then they're like, get someone on the left and get someone on the right. And then all of a sudden you have a <laughs> the pyramid business. Scheme. Pyramid yeah. scheme of happiness. <laughs> right. Yeah. that's how we have influence on people. It's like, yeah, you, one affects one affects one. And it's got this massive ripple. Yes. Effect, so. oh, it's like smiles are infectious. Yeah. And this sounds like yeah. this girl, she, she's already owning the fact that she's a virgin yes. and she's yes, like cool yes, with yes, it. Yes, like yeah. you're already halfway there. You just got to own the rest of it. Like Definitely. there is a very different situation where you go to this person and say okay cool like I'm a virgin and they're gonna treat that as like oh shit she's a virgin but if you're like yeah I'm a virgin yeah. but like I'm 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 down for this I, I don't know what's gonna happen that's like it just completely changes like people's thought processes yeah. so exciting for you exactly babe get right. fucking laid do it yeah. yes. Woo! 
Unfortunately, it's time for us to fuck off. Oh. Courtney, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. It's been absolutely wonderful. Where can our curious fuckers find you? Tell them everything. <laughs> oh, you're so, you love this. Uh, so the... The clothing line is probably the first place to start. And, mm. you know, we have four distribution spots around the world and it's G-R-R-R-L.com. Regardless of what you believe, how you fuck, if you fucked, you know, or what. But it's the, the purpose of this clothing line is to help women change the way that we view ourselves and then how the world views us and to focus on what our bodies can do and not what mm. it looks like and to be leaders in this destigmatization of what we're supposed to, you know, do, be, say, and, and act. And so beyond that as well, it's creating a sisterhood. So if you two saw each other out on the street and didn't know each other, but you had girl leggings on, you'd be like, hey girl, hey. Because you know <laughs> yeah. that you're not each other's competition. And we believe that's why we're held back as a gender yeah. is because some girl might, you know, be listening to this and be like, oh my God, fucking slut. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, the competition. hold on, let's create some awareness. Yeah, now if you could just take a step back, keep that shit to yourself, question and mm-hmm. wonder where it came from. And if you don't like it, pass it by yeah. but still support right you know yeah. we don't have to like each other but we will love each other and that's how we're going to get ahead as women and so there's that and then of course um uh my my personal shit is courtney olson k-o-r-t-n-e-y-o-l-s-o-n.com and then you can get your free eight-week watermelon smashing program on there <laughs> so it's a yes. you know train at home strengthen your posterior chain and then get a motherfucking watermelon and smash that shit and remind yourself (laughs) that you are powerful and that is where our power is 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 up in there you know when we go out and let me leave you with this when women go out and we want to pick up right we go out 100% fucking knowing if a dude goes out and and I know you know this shit isn't binary Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about from an anatomical perspective um, you know, and then the dude goes out and wants to pick up, you know, a woman, what have you, uh, he'll be praying, wishing, wondering, hoping, thinking, you know, and, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, why, what, why, well, what's with the power flip here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we have so the power. True. We are the givers of <laughs> life. We are not the fucking weaker sex. We're built to push babies out of a little tiny hole in our body and then get up and go to work <laughs> the next day. Whereas awesome. My husband gets kicked in the dick and it's game over. Or it gets the flu <laughs> and he's on the couch. Right? So it's the whole mindset, just like our bigger girls. Like you got to yeah, change your mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can do that or, you know, just follow me on Instagram, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much, cool. guys. And Thanks. we really hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's been very enjoyable for us. So you can find us on Instagram, come curious and read Amber X. And at Florence Bar. Oh, fuck. If yeah, you... sorry. I've thrown myself off like, there. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Leave me yeah, out then. Jesus. All right. <laughs> so subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. And if you have your own sex story or sex question, please email it in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. Mm. And we will see you or you will hear us next week. Yes, but I'm just going to remind you all a little bit about our Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> We're so shit at this 
just like end bit fucking hell um so yeah we have a patreon which you can pledge to and listen to florence and our personal sex lives as well as has loads of extra goodies like photos and stuff on there so yeah go check that out and we will we will actually see you next week no we won't we'll we'll hear you next week you'll hear us yeah next week all right all right we're done now bye 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 bye